Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet and you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. The NFL scriptwriters had a really good week uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm Jen Piacenti here with Waiver Wired. We're going to help you try to wade your way through all those stats and numbers that we accumulated last week and equate it into fantasy goodness. Don't freak out. If T Higgins put up a goose egg, we're going to talk about that too. Joining me today, of course, as always, Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie, what's up? How'd your fantasy teams do this weekend? I I'm we'll get into our fantasy stories. I was really biting my nails on that Monday night football when I shouldn't yeah. have been, um, as I told last week, you know, I kept Aaron Rodgers like a 12th rounder had uh, Deshaun Watson as my backup. I saw the rain forecast for a slop fest um, in Cleveland. I didn't really love that. And I'm like, ah, it could be a tough game. Like, I, I want to trust Deshaun first. So I'm like, you know who I can trust the veteran, the future hall of famer, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And oh. luckily for me, I had Tyree Kill and a few other players really go off for me. So I had a okay. nice, comfortable lead. I also had uh, Gabe Davis going in that game. And uh, I saw I felt good. The other other team had three players. They had Brees Hall. Um, they had uh, James Cook. And um, uh, they had Kincaid. So I'm like, I'll be good. I was up by like 40, 50 points. And man, they stormed back. Gabe Davis and I have a good game. And obviously got a big goose egg from old Rogers. Um, the devastating injury happening four plays into his Jets career. So uh, I did win. I held on for about like 15 points. So that became way more of a contest than it should have been. But um, overall, though, just a, a, still a sad night. I mean, I know the Jets won. It was great. But I am pretty bummed out, Jen. I am really bummed out. I am too. As you know, we waxed poetic about Mr. Rogers. Uh, that was in our best week. of. It was in our best of class. We, we cut uh, it. It was, was in the EP best of, and we must have jinxed him. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. I don't want to be a jinx. It, it's heartbreaking. I'm not even a Jets fan, and I'm yeah. heartbroken over the whole situation. What was awesome, though, was to see that they still had a Super Bowl contention roster, just minus one minor thing, which is a quarterback. But man, Brees Hall looked fantastic. Dalvin Cook looks fantastic. And oh my God, Garrett Wilson. Yep. I love that kid. He is just, oh, he's so good. So it was good to see them fight. And that Jets defense, speaking of defense, you know, I didn't have a lot of Monday Night Miracles. I did have just Jets defense in one, which just kind of put me, I was already winning that matchup. But I do want to talk about the Sunday night game. Eddie. Oh, um, I want to leave for a bit. I'll, I'll you let know, you know I when you're done. leave it. Now, as those of you who've listened to the podcast, maybe for a few seasons, know that for a friend of the show, Jerry Ferrara uh, was on in the first season. And um, he's a Giants fan. And of course, I'm a Cowboys fan. And I invited him to play with me and my only salary cap league. So it's an auction league, you know, and in this league, I played very high risk strategy. Like I knew Cooper cup was already kind of injured and I still paid $46 for him. I paid for Jonathan Taylor after I knew he was on the pup list, thought I got a bargain at 11. You know, I made a lot of risky plays thinking if I can just piece it together through the first four or five weeks of the season, maybe I can have a complete, like amazing team that no one can beat. So I did. So I got my lineup going. Jerry's got his going. He texts me early in the week and he's like, Hey, I get you first week. Ha ha. And I'm like, I know you're looking at my team with no Jonathan Taylor and no Cooper cup. And so I was kind of like, you know, whatever I said, but more importantly, it's giants versus Cowboys. He's like, Oh yeah. And time goes on. And it looks like Jerry Judy isn't going to play. So I message him. I say, Hey, don't forget to put Jalen Hyatt in your lineup. He's like, ha ha. Like, okay. 
then it's, he, you know, he's 60% chance he's going to win, et cetera, et cetera. Then it got down to about 50, 50 before the Sunday night game, because my team really did perform really well. Then comes the Sunday night game. And guess who has the Dallas defense on their team? Oh, that's right. That would be Jen. This annihilation turned into such a beatdown versus Jerry. It was redonkulous. So, you know, I just waited till it was over because it wasn't just our teams. It was the whole, you know, and he's taunted me for years. He taunts me. He taunts me. And I just texted him. I just said, too soon. Was that mean? Was that wrong? I look, uh, I know you're a Giants fan, Eddie, so I don't want to rub it in salt into the wound. No, 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 Jen, obviously, uh, as as my my partner here, I'm always rooting for you. Jerry, though, um, you know, is a great sports fan and uh, a big fan of Jerry. I believe we both follow each other. I, you know, but if, you know, it's one of those things where push comes to shove. I got to side with you, my my co-host here. That Sunday night game, I mean, that's it, it was not only bad. I mean, I, and I know people like love to say, point out, you know, week one, week one doesn't matter. Teams that are going to end up in the final four could lose week one. Teams that win week one uh, could go on, you know, with a two win season. I, I hear that, but I, I just think it was still this overarching, disgusting problem. And like the bad part, too, and to bring it back to fantasy is like we didn't even really get to see anyone shine. I mean, I know Pollard had his two touchdowns, but like Dak didn't have to do much. CD Land didn't do much. Nope. Uh, the nope. Giants side, Barkley and Waller didn't do much. And those are the guys a lot of people were picking. So it was a boring game. It was a real, it was a disgusting game. I'm sure if you're a mm-hmm. Cowboys fan, you're thrilled. And then it also brings me back to like, I think we kind of know now there's like three teams in the NFC that really matter. It's the Niners and it's the Cowboys and it's the Eagles. And I, you know, apologies to the Lions and the Vikings and the Seahawks and everyone else. It's like, we know it's these three teams. And I guess in a way, again, bring it back to fantasy. Those three teams do have a lot of good fantasy pieces. So at least that's intriguing, but man, oh man, that game Sunday, I I shot it off. I was like, this is disgusting. It was a, it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm. Just Everything going wrong. Let's get to the biggest news. Obviously, this this podcast is called Waiver Wired, and that's what we're really going to focus on a lot today. We're going to focus a lot on the Waiver Wire with reactions to what has happened, predictions for what we think will happen, and players we think that you should speculate on. Um, I don't even want to go in order. I just want to start with the Aaron Rodgers news. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is out for the season. Uh, As we said, this is heartbreaking. As far as fantasy, it's time to start looking for a replacement. It's safe to drop Aaron Rodgers. so you got to go to the wire. And and on that, one of the things I wanted to kind of bring up is, you know, this year in fantasy drafts, we talked about this. The wide receivers are getting pushed really far up the board because of the, the PPR tendencies and the way the league has changed to be more of a passing league. But quarterbacks were also going very early. Let's talk about who finished as top quarterbacks this week. The number one quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. He was being taken around QB 13. The number two quarterback, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. We're going to talk about that in a second. And number three quarterback, Jordan Love. Guess what? Two of those three quarterbacks are on the waiver wire right now, as is Brock Purdy, who finished as the QB9. Sam Howell, who finished as the QB12. So my point is, guys, yes, it's only been one week. But I just want to put a little post-it note here for later, like, Remember how we used to all wait to draft a quarterback? Maybe we should go back to that because who put up a dud this week? Joe Burrow, uh-huh. Jalen Hurts, Lamar yeah. Jackson, Dak wasn't good. Um, Justin Fields was okay. He was better than the others, but like the only quote unquote stud was uh, Mahomes and he was kind of like, okay. And that really wasn't his fault. 
but we don't even know if he's going to have Kelsey back this week. So was it worth it spinning up on all that draft capital? And, and, using plus, all Josh, draft capital. and plus Josh Allen last night. Oh, on Josh Allen. Oh, can how we many, talk the, about this? The, turn, the turnover king. Josh Allen, three interceptions in his first game. If Dak Prescott were to do that, by the way, Dak Prescott, clean game in a, in a uh, tsunami. Okay. <laughs> If Dale Prescott were to do that, can we talk about how we would not let it go? Can we still give an even treatment to Josh Allen? I love Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. But he let us down and he's got, they have got to fix it. I don't know why. I don't want to go on a rant, mm-hmm. but Buffalo keeps, keeps being put up there in the Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl contenders. How long are we going to keep beating our head against this wall? They need to show us they can really do it. They can't even get to the Super Bowl. Okay. It's not like they're there and losing. They're not what's going on here. So they have got to fix something. They looked horrible. They got beat by a Jets team led by Zach Wilson. I I think, you know, the Jets defense, I think, is really an elite group. I think it's up there with Dallas's defense and uh, a few others. Um, But if you have Josh Allen, obviously you, you did draft Josh Allen pretty high. Uh, in leagues, I do not have him on on my teams. But if you did dra- draft Josh Allen high, and again, he's not playing the Jets defense every single week, where you're worried about the Quinton Williams and the Sauce Gardens, and apparently, you know, Whitehead with three picks. Um, the entire Jets defense was flying, and they were they were shutting down everything. It's a bad sign in Week One, which is now sounds hypocritical. I just said Week One doesn't ultimately matter, but when you don't have the faith in Josh Allen to kind of move the offense down the field, and he's going to make those risky throws and turn the ball over, plus a fumble. Um, I'm not saying you need to go in panic mode and find another quarterback option, but I would be like, uh, this is not great. And, and in fairness, I mean, Stephon Diggs got the ball of Diggs, did have 10 catches, but it's not what you want to see uh, from Josh Allen versus a division opponent early on. No, it's not. Uh, Miami looking like the best team in the division right they are, now. For sure. Especially um, in fantasy. But we'll see. Yeah, especially for fantasy. Uh, so good. getting back to replacements for Aaron Rodgers. Stop me if you've heard this before, but um, what if Jordan Love is the best replacement for Aaron Rodgers? Three TDs. Awesome move there. If you can get, uh, you can th- still get three him. touchdowns, 250 yards, completed passes to six different receivers, no interceptions. Do I think that's going to, is going to be that good every week? No, I don't. But um, I think he's worth an ad and you may not have a lot of options. Second option I like, of course, is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy also fumbled the ball a couple times, recovered one of them, but pretty much plays pretty clean football. And as we've seen, he has a bevy of weapons around him. He's unlikely to really, truly blow up on you. I think he's going to give you a solid floor. I don't think you're going to have those crazy weeks like you might have with a Justin Fields or an Anthony Richardson or someone like that that could really go off for you. But you can probably just count on Brock Purdy to be a solid quarterback for you. Maybe two touchdowns, two, 225, 250 yards. I mean, maybe you just want to take that every week. And then, so that's a really good option too. And then finally, Mac Jones. Okay. You know, I thought it was really curious when they made the 53 man roster cuts that they didn't leave him a backup quarterback at all. It's like, what are they doing? And then I saw the game and I was like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe they really were that confident in Mac Jones. Of course, they have re-signed Bailey Zappi since mm-hmm. then, et cetera. But Bill O'Brien might be the best thing that's happened to Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. You remember how good Deshaun Watson was when he had Bill O'Brien? Now, Bill O'Brien was a terrible manager. He should not be in, involved in anything else but just the coaching. 
but this is all he's doing now. He's just the offensive coordinator. And they were getting that ball out to Hunter Henry. Kendrick Bourne was a weapon all around. They did this all without Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. So and it was a tough matchup. They lost, but Mac Jones put up great fantasy numbers. So it sounds crazy. And again, it's only been one week. But if you're without Aaron Rodgers, you might want to take a stab at it. I, I mean, the Mac Jones thing is very surprising to me. You know, we used to, what is it called? The the Bellatrix, when he used to always uh, say this running back is starting, he gets one carry and then another guy would have that. It's like this whole offseason is about like not trusting Mac Jones, especially not in fantasy and the weirdness with the quarterback, uh, the backup quarterbacks. And then you go and play a great Eagles team, uh, you know, with arguably the best player in the draft. Jalen Carter had a phenomenal game and, and it was like Mac Jones was totally fine with it. He uh, found a way to get them in that game, almost won that game. It wasn't for a, a really stupid Nixon. Uh, decision at the end of that game. So he's in that. And, and you mentioned Brock, uh, Brock Purdy. I mean, I, he, you know, we, we talked about this on minus three. Did every scout just miss on Brock Purdy or is he in the perfect situation? Whatever the answer is, it's like the guy, uh, and again, steal his defense, no slouch. And he just found a way to slide and move in that pocket. He was so fluid. Um, and he just it was always cool, calm, collected, found his like open guy. And yeah, of course, it helps to have Kittle and Debo and Ayu cut a fantastic game. And CMC is back to doing what he does best. But I, I Brock Purdy, I feel so confident just in that 49ers offense right now. I think that's a great ad if you can get him. Brandon Ayuk absolutely balling out on mm-hmm. Sunday. The whole team just looks like really hard to beat. So uh, they are currently the NFC favorites for the Super Bowl. And I think um, that should say, I think they are. Did they swap with the Eagles? Anyway, they looked better than the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Again, Jalen Hurts, very disappointing. If you drafted him as your you know, QB one really early, a lot of people drafted him first overall or, or Allen first overall. It, it just, you know, those of you who waited and waited and got to or got to Sean Watson, both, you know, both Deshaun Watson and Anthony Richardson were interesting. They both put up really decent fantasy numbers because mm-hmm. of their mobility. They didn't actually look that good, uh, especially when they were throwing. Oh. But then again, the weather was probably a factor. So I'm kind of reserving judgment and also could just kind of reminding myself there's a difference between an actually good quarterback and a good fantasy quarterback. And I think both of them certainly have the potential to be a good fantasy quarterback, a little disappointing that we thought we'd see more out of Amari Cooper, but again, the weather was a factor. Mm-hmm. Elijah Moore does look like someone that, that could be a big piece of that offense with the healthy Deshaun Watson, healthy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Out of jail. Deshaun Watson. That that Browns offense clearly is um it's weird despite how great Deshaun Watson was in years past with the Texans. It's like that clearly goes through Nick Chubb. Obviously Nick Chubb, you know, clips the hundred yard mark in that game. Also, because of the weather. I mean, it was, uh, you can talk about a good quarterback versus like a good fantasy quarterback. He put up, you know, my league, he had, you know, 24 points, but he was throwing balls in the dirt uh, in that game. He did not look sharp. He looked like Baker Mayfield in that Stefanski offense. So I was a little worried about that. But um, like you said, he found out, you know, he got, I believe, a rushing touchdown. He got his way into the end zone. Uh, he put up some points. So I, I will trust him going forward. But that was not a good matchup, although it was significantly worse for Joe Burrow on the other side of that game. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, I mean, if you're in a really deep league, like a two quarterback league, he may be a target for you as well. I mean, did throw a pair of touchdowns. Mike Evans looked good, um, despite the fact that he hasn't signed another contract. And uh, I actually did pick them to cover the spread. I didn't necessarily think they would upset, but I liked it. Uh, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun storyline. And I'll be very interested to see the Vikings and Eagles 
this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up, Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline MA.org. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 Gambler or West Virginia, 1 800 Gambler.net, New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. Uh, last Thursday night football, obviously, we haven't spoken for a week. Last Thursday night football, pretty disappointing um, for people who rostered Chiefs. Like, you know, if you drafted a Sky Moore or a Marquez Verles Scantling or a Jared McKinnon, there was no better opportunity than versus the Lions on Thursday night football with no Travis Kelsey. Kadarius Tony is dead to me. Yeah, I'm sure he's dead to everyone in New York too. I would not touch him. I did not draft him. I don't trust him. He's just one of those players. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Mahomes was out there playing hero ball, trying to, and it was literally, the, I don't know, like they had like a force field around them where they physically couldn't catch the football. It was painful. It was painful. This and I want to re- be happy for the dolphins, but I almost can't. Because it was just so bad from the Chiefs. It's uh, it is strange too the juxtaposition of how uh, you know the Dolphins looked like they were in midseason form, and also credit to the Chargers too, who obviously you know the two point game, um, very one of the best games of the of the weekend. But it's weird to see how some teams really struggled. The Bengals, like you mentioned, the Eagles, the Chiefs in that game, and um, this reminds me of me and you talking last calendar year where we're like, oh the not playing in the preseason definitely affects them. And now we have like, I know Nick Sirianni came out and said, he's going to reevaluate his next season's um, preseason plan with the, the, the player usage. And like, obviously you don't want your, your multi-million dollar star players getting injured, but I, we're at a point now where it's like, 
going forward, this new NFL schedule, we should just expect the first, definitely the first week, if not the first two, three weeks to be kind of a, a struggle to see offenses really click. So it, it's going to be brutal football for a little bit of time, I, I guess, really outside of like the, uh, the Chargers right. and the Dolphins there. And, and I would say for the most part, you should be patient with the team that you drafted. We are going to talk about a couple of players here that are pretty exciting that you probably do want to go ahead and get bids on. But for the most part, don't panic. Don't freak out. You know, though, there are a couple of players that maybe there should be some concern for um, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, Cam Akers come mm-hmm. to mind and Daniel Jones. Those are those are four players I do have legitimate concerns about after seeing the first game. Um, Drake London. Uh, certainly was involved. Kyle Pitts certainly was involved, ran routes, but they are just probably going to run the ball so much so that if Tyler Algier is on the waiver wire, you better go get him yesterday because there is enough goodness to go around. He finished ahead of Bijan Robinson this week. I think it was the RB4 and PPR leagues, you know, and he was being taken literally as a dart throw at the end. But it makes sense. I mean, you can see I I wrote an article about this over at Sports Illustrated before the season. I said, I just don't believe that they're a thousand yard rusher who had better yards per carry than Tony Pollard last season, that they're just going to throw him aside. I love Bijan, too, but something's wrong. Either Bijan's not going to, you know, go up to standard. He's not going to return his value or. Or, or something at the minimum, he's a handcuff. But the thing is, they're both going to return value. Obviously, Algier is going to return more value. But the biggest problem is now you have these incredible weapons that they went out and used these high draft picks on Kyle Pitts, Drake London. They're there and they got butt kiss. And guess what? Matchup mm-hmm. this weekend, not good for them either. So yeah. I don't think you can start them this week. I mean, Kyle Pitts, you probably have to start. Like, what are your tight end options? We will talk about Sam Laporta. Of course, I do think he is a good option. Uh, but, I'm, um, I'm not sure about your your Twitter feed, but with that Atlanta uh, Carolina game, also with like re- a red zone shuttered a ton. Obviously, Bryce Young's first game, they want to show him a lot, and Bijan, uh, a fantasy stud. Um, I just feel like you're t- 100%. We know Arthur Smith's going to run the crap out of the football. Yeah. Um, they're a true committee. This reminds me of like those teams. It did work, and those reminds me of these teams like from the early 2000s, where it's like, yep, uh, we're going to run the ball about 400 times a year. Like that's what they're going to do. I, I think it's because they don't really have. Uh, the utmost confidence in Desmond Ritter to move the ball through the air. So it's frustrating to see people, uh, you know, complain about, uh, sorry, I mean, not frustrating to see, I feel for the people who are frustrated, who draft, you know, your Drake London's and, and Kyle Pitts. And then to an extent, Bijan, who's going way higher than uh, Algier, who probably wasn't even drafted in, in some leagues. Luckily I did draft him. because I, I did believe in Arthur Smith's running the football philosophy, but I, I feel it's going to be a lot of games like this, like Desmond Ritter dump offs to Bijan to have him make a play. Like, I believe he had like, well, like six receptions in this game. So he's going to do a lot from the backfield. But I just don't see London and and Pitts uh, having, you know, massive games because I just don't think that's in the cards for them going forward. So that was like the highlight of the early morning Sunday games for me. It was everything was just like Atlanta related because of so many people invested in that offense. But it just went the opposite way of what everyone expected. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't Drake. I didn't. I have 15 teams. I do not have one share of Drake London or Kyle Pitts uh, just because the system. It just didn't make sense to me with the system and with the quarterback that they have. So I didn't. I do have Bijan and I do have some Algier. And that's all I have from Atlanta. But but certainly drafting Drake London, he was a value where he was drafted seemed. And I do think there will be better days ahead because one thing you sh- you should know, everybody, is they were heavily involved. They were running a lot of routes. Sure. They were playing a lot of snaps. 
So as Desmond Ritter improves or as people get onto their style and start to change, defenses start to change to adjust for the Falcons, I do think it will get better as the season goes along. But this weekend, it's tough to start either of them. Absolutely. I don't think we'll see many more games where you have Pitts and London combined two receptions. I think it'll be better than that. Yeah, definitely. Can't get worse. Yeah, that's true. Can't get worse than it did for T. Higgins. Can't get worse than it did for Joe Burrow. Can't get much worse than it did for Jamar Chase. I mean, that was abysmal. Uh, what's your concern level for the Cincinnati Bengals, especially this weekend versus the Ravens? It's exactly what I, I said before. It, it's we all remember the day, you know, a couple of months back when Joe Burrow like was limping around the practice field, the non-contact injury. And we go, oh no, did he actually hurt himself? He didn't, but he barely worked out with the team in the offseason. Obviously, preseason, nothing. And it's like he was just starting to really practice full speed right before this game. And then now we're supposed to be shocked in that awful weather that he was going to be, you know, me- not even mediocre. I mean, he was a tro- it was his worst game by far um, as a pro. So to see that, I mean, I just think it's a rust thing and just where he has to get back in the flow of things. Um, but I, I do think that, like, you know, there's some rumors now that they want to move on from T. Higgins, not really in the cards. If you drafted T. Higgins, uh, you should be a little bit alarmed about that. And, you know, at the very least, if you're playing PPR, you know, I, I know that Jamar Chase, I believe, had like five catches. So that's not um, not a goose egg for you there, but it's not what you really want or expect. So I think they'll be better over time. I still did pick the Bengals to um, to win that AFC North, which means I do think they'll have a pretty good season. That means points coming from those players. But right now, I, I think it's a, just a, a real case of like they're just not fluid yet because they have not had any time together. Higgins was um, more targeted. And ran more routes than Chase, actually, uh, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, they want to move on hope. for him. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, they certainly did pay Joe Burrow. So yeah, there's that. What happened to that? I'm willing to take a pay cut for everyone to. For, I don't know. Anyway, what, we, we only mil- get one pond per on week, so I have to stop my tangents. I'm sorry. I thought 55 million is a pay cut. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, back to running backs. Let's talk about running backs. The J.K. Dobbins injury, um, what a brutal start, mm, right? This kid has suffered through it, finally got back, finally really, all right, finally, this is his time, he's going to do it, and then, you know, second half of the game, he's gone. Priority ads, of course, right now are Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Justice Hill had the bigger fantasy day, but Gus Edwards took the first snap after uh, Dobbins left the game. So... Edwards has more experience. He used, you know, Gus the bus. He used to be the goal line guy. I can see this going any way, any week. I think both are priorities. I would probably prioritize Edwards over Hill just because of his NFL experience. They both, you should bid on them. Don't bid on both of them to try to get both of them. That doesn't do you any good. Um, You know, put one higher than the other for the same drop. Okay. Don't just like it's not worth it because they're probably going to go sign a free agent. Probably Kareem Hunt or somebody's going to come in there anyway. Or who knows? Maybe they'll get crazy and trade for Jonathan Taylor. I that's, don't know. But that's the rumor I've been seeing. Yeah. I was. Oh, come on. <laughs> I got a lot of Jonathan Taylor. I would like him in Miami or, or Baltimore. That would be great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I think. I think that, by the way, uh, heard that JT is expected to be cleared to play in week five. So hopefully he'll be suiting up for someone. And week five, uh, but he should be able to fat pass his physical is uh, what an insider is reporting there. So back to running backs. Um, 
we talked about those guys. Let's talk about uh, Austin Eckler, a little bit banged up. Um, even more interestingly was the division between he and Josh Kelly on Sunday. And Josh Kelly uh, ended up with the same amount of snaps as Austin Eckler. Now, if you remember Kellen Moore, he kind of likes that one-two punch in the running game, right? Zeke and Pollard, Eckler and Kelly, maybe. Now we know that Eckler is a little bit banged up. Joshua Kelly should be high priority uh, as far as a waiver ad. And then another one to focus on, I hate you, Sean McVay. I really think I do. <laughs> really think I do. Um, Cam Akers, 22 carries for 29 yards. Have you ever, I mean, like, that's like what I would do. So I think yeah, I, I could I probably mean, get 30 yards, Cam. I, you, you need to have, if you have like over 20 carries, you need to have significantly more uh, <laughs> yards than carry. You can't be like seven away from your, your carries to your yards. You can't average one yard per carry. The, okay. The, it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> the, the LA teams were so interesting with the running backs. Cause like, you know, we're just talking about Eckler and, uh, and Josh Kelly. Kelly. And then you see, they have the same, you know, the same exact amount of carries, but they both produced. And especially in the passing game too, with, uh, with Eckler and you scored the touchdown and was most likely his last season as a, a member, I think, of the Chargers probably going to get moved on from. But then you go and see the Rams, and then it's like Acres way more carries. Uh, and then you know, Kyron Williams comes in with only 15 carries, but he makes the most of it, scores twice, has weight, you know, triple like double the amount of yards, whatever. So um it's weird that you don't have to balance it. It's like in in the with the Chargers, it's like, oh, both these guys could really produce. But LA, I mean, you know, everything again, back to seeing what people are talking about in the fantasy game. universe. It's just been Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams. We have our listener questions, a lot of Kyron Williams based. Um, and as a person who's a Notre Dame fan, wearing a Notre Dame shirt, Kyron Williams, when I watched him play there, he could do it all. He can block. He can catch. He's a guy that I knew would go in the you know mid to late rounds and help a team out someday. And looks like he's helping them out right now. So I would not be shocked if uh, they kind of feature Kyron going forward. The Cam Akers experiment in Los Angeles has not really gone the way people thought it would go. No, well, it, it was he was done. He needs a new team. Then he's like the lead back. Then he's winning people fantasy leagues. The main thing is you, I just don't trust him. And so if you have Cam Akers, I think you have to try to get Kyron Williams. You have to give yourself some insurance, but I would not put it past Sean McVay to switch who it is from week to week. And then you'll just have to guess. So I'm sorry if you have Cam Akers. I do. I have him on a couple of teams because he seemed like a bargain in the fifth round. And maybe he still is. He did get the carries, as you mentioned. He did save it a little bit. He did get a touchdown. So it wasn't as bad as like T Higgins, mm -hmm. but it was still painful because you're watching all these carries you're like what the heck. So uh, we shall see. I do think Kyron Williams is very interesting. Rashawn Johnson is interesting in Chicago. There was a bit of a committee there. He looked really good. Um, who else? Uh, let me see who else is on my list here. Oh, Kenneth Gainwell was clearly the lead running back for Philadelphia. He did go undrafted in many leagues. That being said again, <laughs> Do you trust the Eagles to always use the same rotation? Probably not, but at least for right now, it looks like it's Kenny Gainwell's job that he will have the Miles Sanders role. Rashad Penny being a healthy scratch certainly makes you feel a little bit more comfortable about starting Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, 
I think, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, uh, not kind of, I definitely am shocked. Uh, I've been touting all offseason. I mean, I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, I think the duo of Swift and Penny is going to be better wherever they had in the, you know, last year with Sanders and company. Uh, I thought it was a mistake for the Lions to move on from Swift and draft somebody who is basically the same exact player as DeAndre Swift. And it's like, no, nope, we're going to bench, you know, we're going to, we're not going to play Rashad Penny. We're going to use Gainwell. Um, I do think, I, I mean, a week one matchup in Foxborough versus Belichick yeah. and their defense is good. It's, right. a, it's a nightmare. It's not what you, you're going to expect the same thing every week. And we talk about Jalen Hurts didn't have a game that you're uh, accustomed to seeing him play. I think the offense look a lot better. It was a weird game for the Eagles. I mean, Dallas Goddard, no catches. Uh, I mean, Brown and, and Devontae Smith were, were fine. But uh, yeah, just seeing Hurts not have a monster game really didn't get going on the ground either. And he had almost 10 carries himself. But I, I thought it was just a strange game that, you know, Kenneth Gainwell was essentially the star of the offense in a sense. So it, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm, that's going to be the case all year long. There's a reason they did bring in those two other running backs, but um, just not the game you really expected out of the Eagles in week one. No, not. Um, let's move over to wide receivers, Eddie, and talk about probably um, the most interesting and the person people will be spending the most money on, on the waiver this week on waivers this weekend. And that's Puka Nakua, by the way, I just want to say, is there any team in the NFL with a cooler named wide receiving core than the Rams? You've got Tutu Atwell, Tutu, Cooper, Van. Sorry, Ben, you didn't make the list. But, you know, like, how cool is that? It's it's great. I mean, <laughs> they like. I think they went based on uh, guys with strange names, and uh, the more I read about them, everyone's like, "Yeah, the reason why he was so good is because he basically is like a Cooper Cup clone. He does kind of the same things yeah. as Cooper Cup, and it's like that's what Matt Stafford was comfortable with him. It's why he had so many catches. So, um, and- I, I mean, look, the Rams to me were probably the most shocking game of the entire weekend. Um, I think the way that Matt Stafford looked like he, you know, was a, a young fresh out of college kid is like it's insane. Um, so I, I mean, maybe I, I was wrong about the Rams, but if they keep this up, I mean, they're going to, they're going to feast. 426 offensive yards. They exploded, mm-hmm. but back to Sean McVay here. Do you think, I mean, like I'm always wondering, like, is does Sean McVay think he's playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers? Did Sean McVay send Kelly Stafford onto out to the media to say, that Matt Stafford can't connect with the younger players because, oh my God, can he connect with the younger players? Puka and Tutu as well. Tutu, two, 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 two. Also, he also had an epic game and was heavily targeted. Puka, yeah. 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards. The only reason he didn't finish up there next to Tyreek Hill, who is a god, by the way, yeah, or a god, Tyreek Hill, um, is because he didn't get a touchdown. That's it. That was the only reason. The guy was unbelievable. And as we've talked about before on this podcast, Matt Stafford likes to have his guy. Think Mm -hmm. Kenny Galladay. Think Cooper Cup. Now, the only reason why I want everyone to temper expectations about Puka is one, Cooper Cup could still be coming back. And I don't think it's a little bit of a bummer. Maybe if you have Cooper Cup, because maybe now you're worried that he won't be as alpha. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that Puka will suddenly leapfrog Cooper. Number two, it is a really tough matchup this weekend. So don't, you know, get Puka and then he comes in and he, you know, he gives you seven points and you're like, this sucks. I don't like him anymore. Three, outside possibility. I know this is a really long shot, but what if Matt Stafford goes to the Jets 
Yeah, I mean, this this then, this is why it's by far the craziest game, the craziest outcome for me. Not even the four nothing loss, the like you know the Jets game last night. This this was the craziest one because like you just started with you know, the Kelly Stabber comment about not making any connections. Then it's like, oh, in the beginning right. of the offseason, they wanted to move on. The Jets were inquiring about Matt Stafford. I think they said the price was too high or whatever it was. Um, and they, I guess they had inklings that Rodgers was coming there. So so now we know that, like, they want to move on from Stafford. They're creating this weird, like, schism from Stafford, which, again, I heard from my Ram source, didn't it didn't really bother the team internally, but they were kind of, like, eye-rolling about it, like, please stop doing this. Um, the Cooper Cup injury, they're like, can we move Aaron on from Aaron Donald at the trading deadline? You're like, oh, they're going to blow up this team. We already know that Sean McVay wanted to kind of move on from coaching, take a reprieve, probably head to uh, a, a TV booth somewhere, and then come back years down the road. So in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, well, Sean, uh, I think if Sean McVay leaves, the Rams are probably going to be in the market for a quarterback. They're going to tank. Maybe Caleb Williams just stays from USC and stays in LA, and then uh, they'll bring in like Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. I'm like, that was where my mind was going with this Rams team. And then now it's like, no, 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 no. Matt Savage still is one of the best arms in the league. They found another running back and get the job done better than than uh, than Cam Akers. And now it's like instead of having just Cooper Cup, you now have a guy who could legitimately a defense have to 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 cover because you know yeah. make his life easier. And I think it'll be like a you know Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison sort of thing going on here. So um, and look I'm, at the rest of the division. Right. right. And the division's bad. Look sharp. And winning in Seattle, which Cardinals. is one of the toughest places to play uh, versus a team that people had potentially winning at the division, uh, clearly a wild card team. There's in the a wild card that. pathway. And yeah. that, that to me, I'm, I'm, I'm completely flipped on the Rams now after seeing that because that offensive, the passing game was so explosive. I, I, I'm, I bought in and I, I, that's an impressive win. Yeah. It was, it was very, very interesting. Um, got that one right on our extra points picks i did not actually. i was pretty uh, bullish on the the seahawks i just heard too many things about the rams i bought into the negative storylines and but uh i i guess the, the best in the conference is like we're talking is a fantasy football show plenty of fantasy uh you know targets now to pick up or having your team because it seems like everyone's gonna feast uh at least while cooper cup is out and then when he comes back in i still think they'll be good like you said i think there's a path mm-hmm. for everyone to kind of uh chip in on this offense Okay, other receivers. So we're going to try to blow through these so we can get to the tight end. So we can get to your questions. Um, We are packing this info as fast as we can, guys. Um, Other receivers to consider, of course, Tutu, which we talked about. Um, Kendrick Bourne, very interesting for New England on every waiver wire out there. Uh, Yes, there was no Devontae Parker, and he benefited from that. We've seen him be boomer bust before, but I believe he finishes the wide receiver four this week. So worth taking a shot. Again, new offense uh, could, could be could be interesting. Uh, Romeo Dubs, who was supposedly limited, right? Played mm-hmm. 50% of the snaps, had an epic game, two touchdowns, okay? Jordan Love, let's talk backing up to Jordan Love again. He had that game, three touchdowns, 250 yards, with no Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. Who Christian Watson didn't again. play. And he may be out again this week too. And I I have dubs on, on a few teams and uh, didn't play him because of the right. uh, the snap count they said. But man, Jordan Love looks comfortable. Uh, they clearly they're going to go with that that Falcon style two headed monster running back. I I kind of like the Packers offense a lot. Jacoby Myers, very interesting. If people are going to be doubling up Devontae Adams, it looks like Garoppolo is comfortable going to Myers. Of course, check. He is in concussion protocol, whether or not he will play, but he seems to have definitely, he's going to have more opportunities than um, Hunter Renfro, who's playing exclusively out of the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Finally, Josh Reynolds is someone I think is a little bit interesting. I mean, also I like Nico Collins. I like uh, Robert Woods. Uh, there are, you know, there's a lot of players on the list, um, but these are kind of like people that I just felt like are worth mentioning at a little, little bit more at length. Josh Reynolds, you know, we were wondering who's going to step up for Jamison Williams. It looks like Josh Reynolds. We know he has some chemistry with Goff from their years on the Rams. Right. He stepped up before when Chark was out last season. So again, uh, probably my really preferred pickup. We'll just, you know, make the transition out of tight end is actually Sam Laporta for that team. He was somebody we talked about at length last week on the pod and our Laporta props cashed. Yes. Yes. Five catches for him. Uh, I had to start him in one of my leagues. Uh, fine with that decision. You know, you, quarterbacks want to rely on their tight ends and situations and it seems like, and plus they drafted him for a reason. So yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Sam Laporta. Yeah, we talked about all the reasons why he was targeted five times, caught all five, 39 yards. But most importantly, he played 83% of the snaps. Okay. Uh, he He's, you know, a, a good tight end out of Iowa. They make great prospects. He's got the size. He's got the receiving ability. So all of the above. What I like about him is that he's the kind of tight end that you can feel like you can start every week and not worry about it. Instead of having, oh, who am I going to stream? Oh, my God. Just start someone like Laporta, right? You know you're going to get a solid floor and you make it a really high ceiling. Remember, TJ Hawkinson averaged six targets per game in this offense. So that's a really good number to look at to give you an idea of what could happen. This week's matchup versus Seahawks, also very favorable. So you can get some immediate gratification if you pick up Laporta. Zach Ertz saw more targets than any other tight end this weekend. Please remember that Zach Ertz averaged more than 11 points per game when he played last year. He may not be cooked. Again, inexperienced quarterbacks like to target their tight ends. This may sound crazy, but Zach Ertz is free. He's got the experience and he seems to be healthy. Yeah. I mean, we pushed the rookie tight ends by into them. We did like, so, you know, with seeing Kincaid last night, had a bunch of catches, Laporta and uh, yep. Uh, inexperienced uh, quarterbacks will just rely on their, their safety blanket, which is the tight end. Uh, probably the only bright spot for Arizona this entire season. Yeah. Luke Musgrave also interesting in green Bay as another target for Jordan love uh, was on the field a lot, not as much as in the preseason, but uh, was someone that Jordan love did look to. So um Luke Musgrave, another ad. And that pretty much wraps up the actual waiver picks. So, um, Eddie, let's talk a little bit about Thursday night, this coming Thursday night. Let's do it. I'm I'm Uh, sorry for this one. Me too. It's one of the highest game totals of the week, Mm -hmm. which is great. And we've got the Vikings and we've got the Eagles. I expect both teams to look better, even on short rest. What about you? I'm um, with yeah exactly. I'm excited for it. Like you just said, the the high game total, which we'll see a lot of offense. I think uh, the Eagles are probably going. Oof, we no longer play Belichick in Foxborough, and I think the you know the Vikings. That was a disappointing game uh, to go down to. You know, you're on the road. I understand that, but to lose to Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, who everyone's <laughs> kind of given up on, it stinks. Yeah. Uh, there, there there were some positives though. Uh, I do think uh, from the fantasy side, obviously, I don't have to even say. I mean, you know, Justin Jefferson's going to cash in. He, oh my god, he's the best. Ugh. And Justin then you Jefferson, have, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. You guys, yeah, the usual suspects, are amazing. Yeah. Thank you. If we took you with a high draft pick, Tyreek Hill. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw over a bunch of yards. Uh, Jordan did. Addison, Jordan Addison, who got I like a lot. And he got the touchdown. I believe at four catches, 60 plus yards. I, I think that duo in time is going to be just so great. Um, and I, I really do uh, believe in them. And then um, I'll give my 
prop right now. Uh, we're talking about tight ends and another guy that had a great game was TJ Hawkinson. Um, I think the Hawkinson over four and a half receptions at minus one forty five. I think is just a lock. I mean, he had a, a ton of catches last week and then even just seeing his career, uh, the early, you know, part of it with Minnesota, uh, 10 games last year at 86 targets, he had 60 receptions. So just based on his averages, he's going to average more than that. So, I, I mean, I think that while the loss was bad, um, in terms of the fantasy output for the Vikings, there's a lot to like from their receivers and the tight end position. So I like that one to cash and then reversely with the Eagles, they're going to be at home. They're going to be, you know, fired up to win. you know, want to know they're going to go want to win this game too, to kind of, uh, reestablish their dominance in the NFC. Cause I think a lot of people are like, Oh, that was an ugly game. I think we'll see a better game from Hertz. I think Dallas Goddard will be involved in this game because he wasn't last game. And uh, maybe we'll have more clarity on this running back position um, instead of Kenneth Gainwell. So um, I am looking forward to what should be a, a pretty high scoring fun game. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned, like with the Vikings, it's great. Um, sometimes when the team is struggling as far as winning, because they have a lot of garbage time points for you. So you don't have to always write off teams that aren't winners. Uh, when you have someone like Kirk cousins, who's still capable and you have people like Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, actually on the field, a lot more than Jordan Addison and could be someone that's sneaky that people forgot about. Hawkinson was targeted nine times in that game. Nine times. So the reason I like your player prop, which is the over, what was it? Three and a half or four and a four and a half. Over four and a half. He had eight catches. Be four and a half. For, yeah. Um, is because we just saw Hunter Henry burn Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He finishes the tight end one this week. And now you've got someone like TJ Hawkinson, who's arguably even more talented than Hunter Henry uh, sure. and is a more important piece of this offense. Targeted nine times, eight catches. Eight catches. So uh, he only got 35 yards, which mm-hmm. is why the receiving yard prop is a little trickier. I think it's 47 and a half. But I'm also willing to take the over on that, again, based on what Hunter Henry was able to do to the Patriots last week. And I do think they will scheme for that. Just And also just the fact that there's familiarity there between Cousins and Hawkinson. They just gave him a big fat contract. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a very important piece of that offense. And, you know, I was looking at props uh, of Jefferson and I didn't take the Jefferson props. If you want to bet the over every week on Jefferson's, I mean, you'll probably, you'll probably win. Um, They didn't have an Addison one up yet. The reason why I was looking at those props too, for the receiving yards is because when you see Kirk Cousins yards totals, like, and Mm -hmm. this is, I sound like I'm some kind of like studying film guy, but I just feel like every route that they run is like a super deep, like 20 yard post. And he's like connecting the middle of the field with them. Like there's not a lot of like, sh- like quick, like short slants, but the, they're a, like a team that goes for it. Uh, the Vikings. So I feel generally pretty good. I didn't pick an over yards prop, but like, if you want to get into that with, uh, with the Vikings, I think it's like probably a safe bet, but I, I do think they're going to, if they're going to beat you, they're going to beat you through the air, which is why I like the overs on a lot of their, the, a lot of their guys actually did this article at Sports Illustrated, like comparing player props to where uh, quarterbacks were going in drafts. And Kirk Cousins was the person that was the most disrespected in fantasy drafts, according to what Las Vegas thinks he'll do. So yes, I'm with you, Eddie. You're right. And Vegas is usually better than we are as fantasy analysts. There's a reason why they win. They have to. So yes, I agree that it is going to be, it's going to be a good Thursday night game. I'm very, very interested. Just watching Justin Jefferson play alone. Mm-hmm. It's interesting watching Jalen hurts. I do expect a Jalen hurts bounce back. Yes. Don't think it will be as abysmal as last week, even on short week. Um, I think we'll see more from Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, the whole crew. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Dallas Goddard. Um, don't drop him yet. I got that question. 
Uh, it's not technically a good matchup for him this week. Technically, if you look at how the Vikings in versus a tight end, but it's, you know, we don't have a lot of data. It's not a great matchup. So if there is a tight end, you feel much better about streaming because he's probably pretty low in the passing tree. I mean, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith should be ahead of him. If you don't feel comfortable starting him, that's cool. Also, you know, that's fine. Then you can stream someone. Maybe you can stream a Laporta. Maybe you can stream Hunter Henry, actually, or just pick up Hunter Henry because he has the second best matchup again this week. So he could continue to surprise. So um, again, tight ends, another position we drafted really early, right? Kelsey did nothing for us. Obviously, he's injured, but he might be out again. Mm -hmm. Kittle, total bust this week. I'm not sure he's going to be good with Brock Purdy as much as we say that rookie tight ends, they don't actually didn't make a lot. He didn't score a lot of points with Brock Purdy last season either. Mark Andrews. No, no bueno. Okay. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Meh. Hawk was good, but not like awesome. That that was, he'll be better. You know, you can probably stream his tight end. Yep, it seems that way. Uh, Waller, another guy, didn't have much going on. Waller, it's it's yeah, I, I, Waller. When I was typing up like the the stats uh, for all the fantasy relevant guys, I've, I the one trend I noticed with um, which is fine if you're in a PPR league, but a lot of like tight ends with a, a fair amount of catches, not a lot of yards, and didn't see as many touchdowns. And usually get your your tight ends, your red zone touchdowns. There, it was a lot of like you know x amount of catches, five, six, seven catches, and it's like. 30 yards. Like, I mean, Hawk is a great example of that. I don't think Hunter Henry had a huge yard game either. So a lot of guys make their catches, but, uh, you know, in, in close space, Zach Ertz, another guy too. Right. So a lot of them there, you know, you're not going to get uh, the hundred yard receiving. No one's going to be a Kelsey is basically what I'm saying. So um, mm-hmm. I, I think don't, I would not overreact if your tight ends not producing a crazy amount. Yeah. Don't freak out. It is what it is. Um, okay. Awesome. How do you do on our, um, Player picks this week. I'm going to tally it up after this. Um, I was happy with my my week one, uh, my early game performance. Um, I was wrong on the Giants. I know that, but I was right on the steel uh, the Steelers 49ers game. Not a lot of people had uh, the Steelers yeah. winning that one. I feel uh, like I mean, such an idiot for buying into the narrative that the Steelers were going to be good. Look at their preseason; they're so awesome. No, that was dumb. yeah. Um, but I, I think it was a decent start for me. Um, I, I got the Jets Monday night football game, right? I know a couple people, uh, had the bills on there. So I will tell that we will have it up obviously with our records for next week. And that, cool. that graphic will, uh, will also come out every uh, Sunday morning. We're going to try that Sunday morning graphic. So, uh, look out for it on all the EP, uh, social handles. We're going to get to your questions now, but I want to start with a fun question that we actually got last week, but I got it too late for the pod. And then I think it got posted again this week. It's from Corey Mm -hmm. and he wants to know what our fantasy football team names are and how important they are. Like, should you have them? Uh, You want to go first, Eddie? Sure. I'll be glad to. So I only had the two teams, uh, like I mentioned last week, and I had the same name for both. Um, I'm not one of those uh, those people that who you need to have the player on your team to, for make, to make the name work. So um, I'm unsure if a uh, few of our listeners are aware of the show, The Righteous Gemstones, the Danny McBride show with John Goodman and a bunch of other uh, very, very funny people on HBO. But there's a character called uh, Uncle Baby Billy, and, I, uh, ch- and then he makes a, uh, a show called Uncle Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. So uh, I, I change out the Billy and I put in Bijan. So I am uh, Baby Bijan's Bible Bonkers. And uh, it's played by Walton Goggins, a, a extremely funny actor. So that's been my name for both. And if you're a fan of the show, uh, a few people I've seen my team name, they like, that's pretty great. So uh, I'm pleased that it's more of a niche name, but I'm cool with it. 
So uh, that's awesome. And having a unique name is, is good too. You don't want the same name as everybody else, right? No, no make I it mean, up yourself. No. Don't, don't do like, don't take them off of Reddit don't do or Google. Mole or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. Be creative. Right. Be creative. Um, so I have like 15 teams as I've mentioned. And so I don't <laughs> name every team because some of them are like professional uh, or expert professional. I don't know. Expert leagues. Yeah. This is just like team Piacenti, right? Team Bender versus Team Piacenti versus Team Fabiano, whatever. Fine. But I do have in, in my more, you know, home leagues or, or even sometimes in a professional league because I like to, to be that way. I do, I do make a team name. So I have like four or five I'll share with you. One is in my ladies league, uh, my boyfriend's Dak. My boyfriend's Dak <laughs> and you're gonna be in trouble, which didn't work out so well this week, but I still won. So fine. My boyfriend's Dak. Um, I use eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine all the time, but I don't put my name. I just put eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. And it's always in a league where there's no other ladies. So that's, that's one of my favorite ones. That's great. Um, but maybe my most favorite one is the one I started a long time ago. It's when I first started playing again, all guys. And I was still performing in New York City. I was like the dance captain of Pirates of Penzance. I was constantly in pink tights and ballet shoes. So I named my team the Baller Enos. It's just spelled B-A-L-E-R dash I mean, that that's fitting. And for you, that has so many teams and to, to make these names and carry them <laughs> on from it. I mean, that's, that's perfect. That's great. And I, I, it's still like, if I had 15 teams like you, I would just be like, I'm not naming them. The fact that you still do name some of them is <laughs> occasionally uh, I'll, I'll I give do. you a lot of credit. So that's very sometimes good. it's just like team Jen. <laughs> that's all I've got. But I, I do love, I do love having a team. Like last year I had Aaron Jones on a team. And so I named it me and Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I guess I name for songs, don't I? Me and Mr. Jones. I would I say I mo- mean most team names. I feel like are derivative from like songs or, songs. or movies and, and stuff. So, yeah. okay. So that's not too weird. Uh, but anyway, yes, I do think it's fun to do that. And yeah. it makes me laugh and it makes your team, you know, mates laugh, your league mates laugh. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is important to an extent. It depends on obviously the temperature of the league. But look, this is for fun. We take it so seriously sometimes. But sometimes you can just win the name, the game of naming your team. Like, the best league team name. Why not? There, there is no better feeling than having a good team name. And if you have a good little logo or avatar to match it, yes. and you get a couple oh, laughs. I, have logos. Oh, I, do have yeah. I do have some logos. I do have some logos. It's great. <laughs> Who cares about your record? As long as you have a good name and whatever. That's, that's I do. Sometimes I use Nermal for me. That was my nickname in college because apparently I look like Nermal, the annoying cat from Garfield. But anyway, we will move along to your actual fantasy football questions. I would love to hear you guys, your team names. I love team names. So please send them to us. I love team names. I love uh, league awards. If your award, if your league awards a sheep, Things like that. Those are the things we love to hear about for very serious fantasy football podcast. So be sure to at Jen Piacenti and at that Eddie Murphy. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Let's get to the questions, Eddie, because I think they will apply to a lot of people. Rapid they will. Fire. And thank you, everyone, for uh, chiming in. And also, you know what? You could also tweet at us anytime during the week. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll, I know Jen always tweets out uh, yes. the, the, before the show, oh. but definitely do it whenever you need to. And we'll, we'll get I to do that. have to say one thing, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I apologize for anybody that I did not get back to you on Sunday morning. If you po- if you tweeted me last minute, I uh, in the past, I have always gotten up early on Sunday and answered questions. This year, I have decided to take Sunday as a day for me to actually just watch and enjoy football. 
um, because I'm working so much during the rest of the week and I haven't done it in many, many years and it was glorious. (laughs) So if you have a fantasy football question for me, please do tweet me or DM me or whatever. Um, But if I don't get back to you Sunday morning, it's because I was probably eating French toast or something. But if you you give it to me up till Saturday, I'll get to you and maybe I'll get to you Sunday. Definitely if it's between games, if it's like between the early and middle games, I'll probably have some time. But I apologize if I let anybody down. That is uh, much deserved, Jen. So we're going to start off here with a question from Charles. Lost Dobbins, I feel your pain, I did too. Have Algier and Gainwell. Should I trade one of Jefferson, Chase, or Olave to get another running back instead? No. I want you to have those three elite wide receivers. And uh, I think you'll be able to get a waiver wire claim for someone such as a Kyron Williams or Gus Edwards for now. I would rather you not give up one of those guys. Um, that that's my gut feeling right now. Uh, we have Corey with a two-parter. I need a tight end. I have likely an Oquanco. Is there anyone out there better and also need streaming defense advice? Right. I like Laporta, as I mentioned, I like Luke Musgrave. Um, I was not as high on Chig as everybody else. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's that as far as streaming defense, uh, gosh, Who's Are we going to go with, the- uh, I was going to say any, we're going to live with the, anyone playing the, the Cardinals, uh, strategy. It's the giants. Which, yeah, uh, it's the Giants. So that's what I was going to say. Let's just look at who's playing the Cardinals and you answered it. So yeah. <laughs> that would probably be the way I would go. Uh, question from Shane here. Uh, Rogers. New Orleans. Was, oh, they're probably not streamable though. Somebody Rogers. Uh, I believe we have another question regarding that too. Actually, I'll just jump to that. Houston for life uh, asking Giants or Saints defense. And do we trust Goddard on TNF? I would actually take the Saints defense um, just because I think they're a better defense in a vacuum and it's still a rookie. Um, so I, I would take the Saints defense. And then what was the other question? Do we trust Dallas Goddard on uh, Thursday night? Uh, I do think he'll be better. And I don't know that there's going to be any tight end that's going to be awesome this week. But if you do see a Hunter Henry or a Laporta on the waiver wire, those two running backs who could be available, if you have the room to stream them, could have good weeks for this week while we wait for Dallas Goddard, but don't drop Goddard. Yeah, I mean, I also think, do we trust him in terms of not having another goose Tough egg? matchup. Prob- I mean, I think he'll maybe have yeah, one catch. I don't think game. he'll have another goose egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, back to Shane's question. Uh, Rogers was my backup to Herbert. I need a replacement for the bye week five. Cousins, Stafford, or Sam Howell? I don't know who's... I mean, I would go Cousins is my reaction in that if something happens to your current quarterback, I think he's the best... I don't have to worry about his solution as far as fantasy, but as far as who's playing in week five, I don't think that you're suddenly going to like jump to Sam Howell just for week five. I do like the rushing upside for Sam Howell, but not over cousins. So let's just go cousins, Matt Stafford. Look, he did. He looked really good. He looked really healthy, but as we just mentioned a whole lot of question marks. Uh, So it's a little bit more of a risky play. So I'd go cousins. Okay. We have a string of Puka questions. So I want to get to those. Kevin is Puka must add. Mm, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, Billy Hayes with uh, Shahid or Puka Nakua. I would go Puka. And the reason why is because New Orleans Rashid had a great game and I like Rashid. I like him as a sleeper pick, mm-hmm. but uh, Puka could be the number one for the next four weeks. I, there is no way Rashid is going to leapfrog over Chris Olave and probably not Michael Thomas either. Mm-hmm. Kelly's asking, do I drop Samaj P. Ryan for Puka? No. I mean, unless you have like a whole lot of running backs and what's your wide receiver situation. Um, P runs 
looked pretty good, was pretty involved. And I think he's still going to be for the next few weeks. So I'm, I would probably hold P Ryan again, depends on the depth of your league and what others, what other pieces you have. Uh, right. We're going to stick with the Rams theme here. Um, I have, this has come from Chris. I have acres. Uh, should I use 40% of my fab to get Tyron Williams? And if I do, do I drop cam acres? Do I just stash him? Okay, you can't drop Cam Akers uh, because I think there's Sean McVay stuff happening and it could be Cam Akers any given week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I would like for you to have Kyron Williams in case it does become a handcuff situation, but I'm not sure it's even a clear handcuff situation. I think it could always just be some muddy backfield. 40% is a lot of your fab the first week of the season. Is there a running back on your bench that you could put in over Cam Akers, say someone like a Samaja P. Ryan, and then bid less on Kyron? 40%. It's pretty risky. Um, I would not go that high. No. Uh, the bulk of our questions are all about the Rams. I would never guess that. Uh, question <laughs> coming from El Tibron, Kenneth Gainwell or Kyron Williams? Uh, go Gainwell, because we know that the system is a, is easier to trust. Still, still uh, committee, <laughs> yeah. but that's a, that's he's been one. there and he's been liked before. So we have a kicker question from George, Jake oh. Elliott, Jake Moody, or Jason Myers. I don't know. I would have to really look that up. Um, my gut is Jason Myers. Uh, we have a question from Nick. Did any rookie running backs or receivers stand out from a usage standpoint? That could be a good waiver ad. Great question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jonathan Mingo didn't put up a lot on the stat sheet, but was heavily involved in the offense, ran a lot of routes, uh, was targeted. Jonathan Mingo and Michael Wilson is the wide receiver too. Now remember Kyler Murray could be coming back. Okay. So this temporary thing about like the Cardinals aren't good. It might change. It might. Rondo Moore was playing only in the slot. Uh, Michael Wilson, uh, you know, opposite Marquise Brown, yeah, Michael Wilson is another very interesting one. Rashawn Johnson, if you can. Uh, those are the three uh, that come to mind right now that I think could be available. And uh, last question here, Eric is looking for some help with a uh, a trade proposition. So in my PPR league, I was offered Rashad White for Jerry Judy. My current running backs are Javante Williams, Mixon, Penny, Hunt, and then Moss and Jackson. My receivers are CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, Jordan Addison, Burks, and Boyd. So basically, with that being his lineup, would you make the trade Rashad White for Jerry Judy? you probably have to because those running backs are not going to last you for the full season too many risks especially with Javante Williams uh could get you know I think he's going to be good as it goes along but a little risky and Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think you got it actually it's make that trade now if you can Uh, I hate to give up Jerry Judy especially now Dulcich out apparently right so that's that's better for Judy Sutton maybe Mims um a little bit underperformed for us this week but um Rashad White has a really good matchup this weekend, so you can start him right away if you want. All right. Um, is that it? That's all the questions. Thank you, everyone. There's probably more once we log back into Twitter. I, I posted that like 30 minutes ago. I was not expecting the glut, and I was like, oh, whoa, here they all come. So awesome. Thank you, guys. I will say I, I do try to gather them as close to recording time as possible. So if I just missed you, my apology. I, I really do wait it out, and I try to get them all uh, in there. Uh, we did it all in about an hour. And one other programming note outside of always tweet us questions at Extra Point Spot as well. 
but um, we are now back on the waiver wire feed. So that is uh, a great news. We're going to make a few changes. I think the money grab feed that you're subscribed to will just become covered in glory, which is great. Say subscribe to that. Uh, there's no better soccer duo than Toby and Brett. And then uh, waiver wire its own feed. And that also means that lemon pepper parlay with Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels also moving off the money grab feed to their own feed as well. So those feeds will start way, way, way back in the inception of extra points. And now we're going back to that. So just stay subscribed in the money grab and then also subscribe back to the uh, waiver wired feed. So we'll be posting yes. those links too. Please, please subscribe to the waiver wired feed. It really helps us out a lot. And if you're kind enough to write a kind review, and if we've helped you at all with your fantasy football teams, that would be awesome too. We really appreciate it. Um, we have so much fun here at Extra Points Podcast Network. We hope you do too. We hope you won your fantasy football leagues. We are here for you to help you win week two. Um, thanks again for a great podcast, Eddie. Look, um, we're Giants are playing the Cardinals. We'll be one and one. <laughs> Feeling That's better kinda, about this week. It's, it's kind of what I expected. I expected to come here and just, you know, uh, face the music after your Cowboys uh, beat my Giants yet again on primetime yet again. So uh, <laughs> one and one beating the lowly Cardinals. I'll feel a lot better next recording. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it'll be the battle of the defenses for my team this week. Dallas defense versus Jets defense. Maybe we can have a Dak Prescott setting. That would be nice as well. Yeah. Because after all, my boyfriend's Dak. See you guys next week.